0: jeep big world podcast i'm geneva the other half of little jeep big world is jeremy he is currently not here once again i'm here joined by kai though she's trying to lick my face while i record this but we are a couple that loves to spend our weekends and any chance we can get out in our jeep wrangler off-roading exploring the world and seeing more of this jiggy jungle all right Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about something that we get asked about a lot. Mm-hmm. This is our honeymoon. Now, most people get off to their honeymoon for a week and, you know, they spend a couple grand and they go off to St. Lucia or the Caribbean or Cancun and when they're done, they come on home. Well, we decided to do things a little bit differently with my teacher schedule and his self-employed with his production work. We were able to take about five weeks off and head all around the western United States. So, we spent two days after our wedding packing, cleaning up, prepping our trailer, and we have like a little bit of a, we have an off-road trailer with a rooftop tent on it that tracks along with a jeep, so it's a lot of fun. So, we recovered from our wedding weekend, and now we are finally hitting the road. Um, coming off down at that wedding high takes a few days, but we were so excited to be able to head out. So our first stop was Sedona, Arizona. Now in our heads, Arizona has always been somewhere that's hot and flat and cactus and and it's pretty, but it's not the most romantic place in the world. So we set off to Arizona, but we were expecting it to be hot, like I said. It had been one day, and we already learned a few things about life on the road. First... We had never had a rooftop tent before, and we were actually in front of our house parked on the street. We hadn't even left yet, got on the highway, and we learned that the zippers on those things can get stuck in a freaking second. So, if you look online at forums, they warn you, they tell you all the time, be careful that these things are um, very hard to use. So we actually spent an hour just in front of our house in downtown San Diego, hadn't even moved yet, just watching videos about how to fix this stupid zipper. And it was a great marriage building technique and activity. And yeah, so take the warnings for real. Those freaking things, you have to run your finger along the back, otherwise they get stuck forever. Anyways, so then the next thing that we learned was that freeway signs are often helpful. So, we were actually reading them, is the point in this one. June in the southwestern United States means wildfire season. Everything is on fire. You're used to it. You grow up knowing that this is a possibility. There's Santa Ana warnings. We know this is just part of life out here. And we came to find that a wildfire had shut down the main freeway we were headed on. And because we were paying such good attention, we avoided a three-hour delay to our trip. It just took a quick little reroute, and we weren't stopped one time by this wildfire. We also learned that 115 degree weather is no joke. We stopped at the gas station for about five minutes just to fill up. And in those five minutes that the air conditioning was off, all of our morale boosting is what I call it. Chocolate covered pretzels had melted completely, which is crazy to me. When we finally got to Sedona, we were greeted by beautiful off road trails, wide open land with towering red rocks around us and beautiful bright stars that were showing off just for us. Uh, what I learned there was the check is always worth it when you get there, but it was definitely a rough few hours trying to find our way there. Uh, we heard that thunderstorms were rolling in, and so we were pretty excited to be able to find those. Now, on the next day, the rain had come. Now, I've always been obsessed with rain. Not just like the pouring down rain, but there's that certain type. The kind that lightly tickles your cheeks and nose. The kind I can't help but giggle in. It makes you want to run outside and take off your shoes and let it fall down gently on your stitch, on your cheeks like you're a kid again. Jeremy doesn't really like the ring, but for me, it does something inside me that you feel any of that weight on your shoulders disappears. And it makes me feel so alive. The rain refreshes you. It take, makes you take deep breaths as you soak up the smells of wet dirt, moist leaves, and dripping trees as it refreshes the world around you. It makes you listen as it dances on car windows and tops of tents. It slows you down and makes you be just right there with the rain, nowhere else. There's something even better about this kind of rain when you've been roasting in the heat and it comes to relieve you, like it did here in Sedona. I remember the day before, the thunderstorms came through and brought temperatures from 115 degrees down to 90. It was a relief, because as we watched it come, all we could do was hide out in the tent to stay cool. There in Arizona, the lightning storms are serious stuff. They don't come and go like San Diego. They last for hours after the rain and usher you into the night. You watch the bolts skirting the ground, and the vibrant shows put you to sleep as you watch through your tent window. We were feeling so good that day. A break from the heat was everything we needed. Off to explore Flagstaff next. Stay tuned. Now, like I mentioned before, when you grew up in San Diego, you think of Arizona as this hot pit. I learned there was more. I mean, who knew there was more to Arizona than steamy hot sand dunes, cactus, and tumbleweeds? We next headed off to Flagstaff, Arizona, tall trees. It was beautiful. The next day, we had passed through Flagstaff and were headed off somewhere else. You see, I can be stubborn, competitive, try to be that tough guy. It can be a blessing and a freaking curse. Well, I kind of learned the hard way. This heat was serious and doesn't put up with stubborn people one bit. So I had an awesome idea to do today's workout out in the heat of the day, and I decided Jeremy was joining. Afterwards, we felt great, and we decided we would run down to this river. It was about a mile and a half away. Pocket change. I could not keep up with Jeremy, and we should have known that something was wrong. Normally, I can blow him out of the water when it comes to distance. He asked me if I was okay, and I insisted on making it to the river. By the time we got to the last ridge, I could barely make it in my practically walking pace. I finally said to Jeremy, I think I feel a little weird, which means um, I'm seeing stars, and I'm about to pass out. After him pumping some noom tabs in me and pouring water to cool me down, we made our way back to M&M's and Gatorade. From surfing, I'm learning you listen to your body, the waves, the wind, the tides. I'm learning you're not always in control and you flow with whatever comes at you. You read what it is as it's coming and you don't fear those changes, but you adapt with them. You let yourself feel free and respond to it. Most days I would have been embarrassed to not make it to that river, to be the weak one, to not beat everyone else. But being outside teaches you things. It teaches you that there are things more powerful in you, and we roll with the punch and stand back and admire their power instead of resenting it. Jeremy jokes I like to learn things the hard way, and it's most often true. One week of life on the road, and I had already learned a few things, like drink way more water than you think, You're not invisible, and watching sunsets in the middle of a forest with your pup and your husband while listening to the wind that we don't get to hear in the city may be one of my favorite memories. Next up, Horseshoe Bend, July 3rd, 2016. I've heard Jeremy talk nonstop of that place for the last year and a half. Instagram shows off its beauty and it's a photographer's dream of a location. And last night at sunset, we decided we'd load up the trailer and head quickly over to grab a spot before the sun set as the thunderstorms were clearing away. When we got there, we were a little let down to find there were hundreds of people there, flocking the edges with their iPhones, selfie sticks, and all kinds of cameras to claim that they had been to this iconic view. It'd be easy to get frustrated and let down by the noise, the screaming of people walking around, the people that if you don't have a camera in your hands, they step in front of your view just to get their own shot. Soon we both slipped into this quietness. The noise, the crowds, the people, the clicks of hundreds of cameras forced you to zone them out and soak up every little piece. You find yourself thinking of what it might have been like to be the one that stumbled across this view. You look down and watch the river slowly curve away around those red rocks. You watch the sky open up more and more. You breathe in the scent of the wet dirt left over from the storm clouds that just passed through. You realize this red clay makes these rains smell completely different than the ones we know back home. I could get used to this little home on wheels that leads you to views like these. P.S. Jeremy took a killer photo that you should check out sometime. I'll post it in the show notes. July 4th, 2016. Happy birthday, America. That day, we hope you're outside celebrating today with the people around you that you love, just like we found these two here watching a sunset in Monument Valley. You see, I'm a sucker for patriotism. I know our country has crazy things going on. I know when I travel around the world, sometimes we don't have the best reputation. I know all these things, but I also know I'm full of pride to come from brave, courageous people who felt voiceless. They never stopped dreaming of something better, and they weren't afraid to do something about it. When I remember what kind of people the U.S. came from, I just hope I can soak up some of this bravery, this never-ending dreaming, and the passion to make dreams become a reality. July 5th, coming for you. Today, we plan the next part of our trip. We're heading to Monument Valley and from there to Denver, Colorado. We have five days to cross all of Colorado. If you have any suggestions on where to head as we cross the state, comment below. We've heard Valleys of the Gods and Million Dollar Highway are to die for places, and basically all of Colorado is beautiful. Once in Colorado, our friend bought us Taking Back Sunday and Dashboard confessional tickets and Red Rock Amphitheater. We are dying to sing our hearts out under the stars, hopefully dance in some rain, and be the most beautiful venue I've ever seen. Updates from Kai. This is a letter from Kai on July 6, 2016. Hey guys, life in the good ol' outdoors is what I was made for, with my Mexican roots. If you didn't know, my owners rescued me from Baja. I still love my carne asada, but I've lost all my Spanish skills. If you didn't know though, I love the desert. All day long I dig holes in the sand, find sticks to chew, and sometimes even find leftover bones someone left behind. My owners are all worried about it and sometimes take them away. I get this spurt of energy and I sprint through the woods at full speed and chase my owners around. Geneva keeps going on these runs and I love to follow her around. We love it out here in this leashless life. I make sure to come back when they call for me and it keeps that leash from going on my neck. I've also learned how to dig caves into the sand and it's so much cooler down under there where it's wet. The other night I met a coyote. It looked like me, just a little lighter in color. I think I scared him away because he would not stay and play. I also am learning about this thing called thunder and lightning. It's a little scary most of the time, and I hide under the jeep, or sometimes even inside the jeep on our Yeti cooler. I learned that those pokey bushes called cactus stick in you if you get too close. But Jeremy pulled them all out for me, and I'm staying away from them now. My newest trick that I'm really proud of is I climb up and down the ladder into our rooftop tent. It makes a good lookout to make sure no one's coming into camp. Overall, life's good. My fur is really not too brown, but a reddish color now. I couldn't be any happier. I hope you're all getting outside today, but sure, because it sure is great out here. Love, Kai. Jeep troubles. So, we were off the grid for a week. Adventures aren't what you call perfect. Sometimes, you get troubles. But it makes it lead to even sweeter things. As we pulled into Colorado, we began to hear what I call a clunking underneath the Jeep, and a loud whine, like our Jeep was screaming at us. Luckily, we were pulling into our campsite for the night. We pulled over, and we originally thought we'd broken an axle. We were able to research a little more and realized it was the new gears we had gotten put on before we left. It was the end of Saturday, and the next day was a Sunday, and Monday, well, was the 4th of July. We knew it would be a few days before we would be able to reach any mechanic. Small town life Eagles. no one's open on the weekends. So we made the most of it and hunkered down for a few days to make this place home. We contacted some off-road clubs and posted on forums. We were able to get recommendations of mechanics in the area that know jeeps. We even had some offer to come and tow us out. This off-road community was close-knit. We were a little bummed to be broken down, but we realized it was the perfect time. we just made it out of 100-degree temperatures and being in the middle of nowhere in Navajo towns throughout Monument Valley, with barely any mechanics. We were in beautiful forests on top of a hill with 80-degree weather and even a rainstorm. For now, we'd settle down, explore the forest, and laugh as we watched Kai meet cows and watch mama cows chase her away from their babies. Adventures aren't perfect, but you realize that it's you who takes what comes your way and turns them into some of your favorite moments. July 10th, after being stuck for three days, we called AAA and got towed into the closest town of Cortez, Colorado. We headed to Jimmy's Outback 4x4 as recommended. We had no idea if if they were open or still out soaking up the off-road trails and turning the three-day holiday weekend into a four-day holiday weekend, but we hoped for the best. When we finally got a hold of them, we were greeted by Cotton, the most drop-everything we're getting, (laughs) we're the most drop-everything, we're going to get you back on the road person I've ever met. She told us to head over and we'd figure it all out. Their shop was full of smiles, puppies, air conditioning, and more off-road parts and buggies than Jeremy could take in. The mechanics were full for the day, so we'd have to wait until Wednesday for them to look at the Jeep. But they offered their car for us to use, a key to be able to use their showers, and their property for us to park their trailer on. Jeremy and Randy talked trails, Jeeps, stories of off-roading, Kimu Hammer trophies surrounded the walls, and the shop worked late into the night on more projects. I enjoy talking with Cotton, as she's a professional racer as well. She had this tough girl, down-to-earth, tomboy personality I was, I was addicted to. Jimmy's Outback 4x4 was like pulling into your hometown after a long trip. It was refreshing, a relief, and full of so many wonderful people. My favorite part of traveling is the people you meet along the way. The ones that make the world feel smaller, full of joy and beautiful. The ones that tell you their story. The ones that make this small little town come alive. These people had never met us before, but basically led us into their second home, their cars, and their lives for a few days. The Jeep was fixed and ready to get back on the road, but we found ourselves not wanting to leave Jimmy's. After saying goodbye and pulling Kai away from all of her new puppy friends, I couldn't help but smile, and knew these were new friends for us, too. The Breakdown was Alta Lakes, July 11th. We're back on the road. We recommended Telluride, Colorado, so we made a stop for the night at Alta Lakes. I've never seen anything like this. The stillness, the golden light that hits the trees at sunset, the quietness on the trails. It's just a real place, and I feel like at any moment, the set will be pulled away, and really, the this is, this scenery isn't real. You stand on the edge of this lake and feel small. Trees tower over you, fish hop, out, <laughs> fish hop out of the waters in front of you, beavers swim along the shore, and mosquitoes hover above the icy waters that recently traveled from the snowy mountain above. When we left here, I asked Jeremy where his favorite place was so far. Without hesitation, we both answered here. This place was so good for the soul. Next up, Telluride, Colorado. July 13, 2016. We stopped off at a little ski town called Telluride. It's summer, so it's off-season, but this little beauty wowed us. It was a little too ritzy for our style, but a fun stop. Jeremy told me of his rollerblading days when he was with his family in the motorhome. He didn't want to shop around, so instead he would spend the day at the skate park that's here. We went and checked it out and spotted all the new kids who found refuge from shopping with the parents in the skate park. Vail Lake, July 14th. We took a dirt trail for a few miles. This is where the summer workers camp while they make money all summer. What a dream summer. Sign me up. We spent the day hiking to the river, bathing in icy waters, testing Kai's swimming abilities, and avoiding a lot of mosquitoes. Sunset was the real deal, though. When the light hits these trees, they turn into this golden color that the picture doesn't do justice. The only remedy for the mosquitoes was a fire. Who doesn't like a fire when camping? Jeremy was so excited to use his new axe and he killed it out there. July 15th. Today was mostly a driving day. We loaded up on gasoline, food, and an idea of where we headed and left good old Colorado. If I had to describe Colorado, I would say she's gracefully fierce with her drastic landscapes, peaking mountains, and her endless forests. Her mosquitoes aren't messing around, though, and I have the welted bites to prove it. My blood must be sweeter than Jeremy's because he has no bites from these little boogers. We arrived at our campsite. It was on a flowing river. Kaya's found she loves rivers and collecting sticks that float along the top. We opened the door and she rushed down into the water. Jeremy and I were excited to put on our suits and jump into these icy cold waters. This is our shower these days, standing in the flowing river, dancing around crayfish, squirming around your toes, and soaking up icy water while shampooing your hair and staring at some incredible sights. It sounds cold and maybe a little bit difficult, but there's something a little free that comes up inside you taking showers like this. Kai, of course, found a dead animal within the first 10 minutes, and she brought it back to show it off. As the sun began to set, The cold water began to set in and make your skin numb. We rushed back and began to cook dinner. The only way to properly celebrate bringing in a new state is a toast with a beer only sold from our previous state, Colorado. It's one of my new favorites, and we'll have to head back to Colorado for more. An incredible sunset came through. For some reason, Jeremy can always pinpoint when it's going to be a good one. He'll stand out there and stare for a few minutes, then can immediately rate if we should keep an eye out for this one. His predictions are almost always true. This was one for the books. Most people walk away as soon as that sun falls behind the horizon, but my favorite part is what the sky does after that moment. I think people walk away too soon. Here's today's with no big purposes. Here's today's laughing in a freezing river, freezing your booty off, and feeling slimy plants ooze between your toes. Here's today's braiding the sunset together and living easy. July 16th, the last turn. This trip has been like a giant puzzle. We navigate... We navigate this website of normal path campsites and find places along that people have posted about. We follow their iPhone photos and two-sentence reviews and hope for the best with these sites. So far, we've been nothing but impressed. Today, we began our journey into Jackson Hole, Wyoming. This is another place Jeremy J- Daily drools over and shares photos he sees and dreams of one day standing below those great giant Tetons himself. I kept asking of certain mountains were the Tetons. He would laugh and just say, oh, you wait, you'll know. When I saw the Tetons, his laughs at me made sense. When we got near the Tetons, a rainstorm was coming through, so the entire range was covered in clouds and rain. The entire range was covered in clouds and rain. We followed our GPS coordinates to today's spot we would be attempting to stay at. My favorite part is always the last turn. You wind up these paths between trees that seem to be leading nowhere, but you're patient. You keep following the coordinates, and when you see you're on the last turn and you come around to find where the full view is there, you get it. You see why this place was worth the off-road trails, teetering on edges of cliffs, and sludging through the mud. Take your breath away. I stepped out of the car and both of us just stood quietly. I feel like in those moments I can feel my breathing. It slows as though to say, soak this one up. I stand in the majestic Tetons tower before me and the rain tickles my cheeks. Wildflowers light up the hills and the leaves dance spastically in the wind. This is one of those moments that I don't think I'll ever forget. July 17th, we're the buffalo realm. Today we got up and explored the beautiful Teton plains below. Old abandoned barns, dancing prairie fields, and keeping your eyes peeled for elk, bears, and my ultimate goal, a moose. I had a fifth grade teacher named Mr. Jackum. He always threw a moose day. Since then, I have wanted to see one of these guys for real. We drove around pulling over and roaming through whatever caught our eyes. We found a family of elk deer and even a herd of buffalo that was moving through the plains but still no freaking moose we drove to trails and hiked to winding rivers beavers made dams and even some prairie dogs were roaming through after driving through moose road there were no ones there were no moose to be found we headed out for sunset to an off-road trail i got to practice my off-roading skills and i decided but as jeremy's dad says i kept the rubber side down The next morning, we were heading out to go into Yellowstone to see the Hot Springs, Geysers, and, of course, Old Faithful. I asked Jeremy if we could just do Moose Road one more time. I told him dead or alive, I just wanted to see one moose. As we passed a little stream, we found one little guy hanging out in the water. I practically jumped out of the car. He sat there staring at me, and it was this quiet moment with this little baby moose. Then cars began to drive by unnoticed too and stopped, which scared him away. Oh well, I was able to snap course, this photo before anyone else came. Moose mission, accomplished. We headed to Old Faithful and saw it in all of its glory. Bubbling blue pools with their sulfur smell were my favorite. They look like little spas just waiting for you to sit in. We even found a bison hanging out near these pools. Wyoming and Montana are beautiful places of our country. They make your soul feel good and they make you breathe easy. They make you laugh often and remove any stress you're feeling. There's no service in most places, so your phone can't block your view. These slow places fill you up. We're heading into Idaho tomorrow. West Yellowstone, Idaho Falls, Boise, McCall are on the horizon. I can't believe we're halfway through this trip. I'm off to soak up every last icy river, sunrise, and dancing under the stars with my husband, and dreaming of everywhere else we'll go one day. August 31st. Back home. We've been home for a month now. I find myself dreaming of open roads. Nights with nothing to do, so you sit in silence next to your best friend that you told you'd do this forever with. I dream of mornings that are slow. I think of Kai chasing crickets through fields that sway in the easy wind. I think of all of our laughs, our memories, and the next trip. I have this taste for this life on the road that won't leave my mouth. I feel a month sleeping under the stars has changed me. You see, once I spent a month in Europe alone and thought that had changed me. Who knew staying in your own backyard could have the same effect? Here's what I learned one, money doesn't own me. I realize as I watch my friends buy homes, people have money to toss back and forth on things. This is not my goal. I have a great job and live a comfortable life, but for some reason this time exploring showed me I don't really care about those things. I'd rather have a husband who comes home refreshed, full of passion for his job, and able to go out exploring whenever we please. I'd rather not have the fanciest car, but instead one day show our kids that we put our efforts into building up careers of passion, memories, and a legacy that's shared with others. I want to not be owned by pressures to have fancy homes, clothing, but instead be owned by the waves while we play in the sea. Be silenced by the clouds at sunset while you're in the lineup on your surfboard next to your best friends. Number two, I see you are never at the end of our journey. People told me now that you have a job. Start getting ready for retirement. This shocked me. There I was, 21, signing my first teaching contract. How was I beginning to get ready for the end? This is just the beginning. As this trip opened doors, made me braver, and expanded my interests, I see our stories are just beginning. This makes me feel wild and free. Don't you love when you feel that? Number three, I'm braver than I think. If you know me, I love any chance to feel a little hardcore. The funny thing is, though, I'm afraid of heights and roller coasters. When fear comes around, I have this very powerful freeze that takes me over. Wanting to be hardcore and the freeze often causes a little dissonance in me. You see, the beautiful thing is when I'm out exploring in the world and away from the comforts of easy life. I see these things in me. I see the way that yes... I can freeze the top of a hill on my quad because I'm terrified to cruise down until Jeremy finally just says, you just have to trust me. I can freeze in the lineup when the waves feel like they'll chew me up, spit me out, and leave me for the fish to eat until I finally catch one smooth, easy spraying wave that makes me giggle the whole time. Then I can't get enough. I get hard and competitive on myself in these moments of freezing fear, but then I see the world around me and the way she pushes me to be a little more brave each time. She makes the jump off the cliff seem all the while worth it when sea turtles and jet black eels pop up to me when I finally make the jump. I see the way I sit in the lineup with silence. There's a rainbow behind me and mesmerizing passing storm clouds that lit up in the sunset before me. I remember that two days ago, I did everything to knock in the water for this big swell coming through. But now I see this is what I would have missed if I had it. Throughout our trip, I found moments where I was braver. I took risks. I broke through freezes. Our stories, our memories, our adventures are shaping us for wherever our story is headed down the road. Who knows what will come next? I'll have to make the right call with the right perspective of the importance of money. Who knows what risks we'll have to take even though it seems scary, unknown, or potentially could fail. I keep exploring because I want to learn more of that. I want to be pushed beyond what I think are my limits. I want to look around me and see the wild and take it and be a little more, well, wild and free. I read this from the Walt Disney biography I was reading the other day. I think this creative... Innovative, whimsical man gets it. That's what it is. A feeling of freedom with the animals and characters that live out there. That is what you experience when you go to the country. You escape the everyday world, the strife, and the struggle. You get out where everything is free and beautiful. You see, I go out exploring to get a little more of that, because who knows where all this will lead me. Thanks for listening to Little Jeep Big World this week and our recap of our honeymoon, everything it taught me. Be sure to follow us at Little Jeep Big World, duh. L-l-l-l-l. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at littlegbigworld, and also subscribe to our blog at littlegbigworld.com. Through the fields of our pod-